Thank you for choosing to listen to today's message by Reverend Dr. David Entry. We know you will be blessed as you seek and serve God. We believe that this message will stir up a desire for more of God, even as you listen. Be blessed. Thank you for this privilege. Thank you for the opportunity to hear your word. We pray that you reveal yourself to us. Impart yourself into us. As we hear your word, let us encounter you. Enlighten the eyes of our understanding that we may behold wondrous and amazing things in your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Now when it comes to his sitting as a king, we are seated there with him. When it comes to his sitting as a high priest, he is seated there on our behalf. Because... When it comes to dominion and rule from creation, there has always been a seat in heaven which is supposed to be occupied by man because that's why God created us in his image. So there has always been a seat in heaven from creation. And God became a man and then took man to go and sit on that seat. So according to First, First Timothy chapter 2, verse 5. It says that, for there is one God, everyone say one God. One and God. one mediator between God and man. Even the man Jesus. So he seated he there as a man. Not even the God or the Lord Jesus, but the man. So he seated in heaven as man. And doing what? From this text, what is he doing? Is mediating between God and man. So there's, there will never be a time where your problem and your issues with God can never be dealt with or solved. Because there is a mediator. That's all his job. And the problem between God and man has to do with sin. So that's why you need a mediator to speak on our behalf. Because how many of you are born again here? And then how many of have, have, us have sinned before after you became born again? Let me see by your hand. After you became born again, you have sinned before. And so that being born again, you are in the family of God. But you need, because of sin, Christ still, see, Christ is not sitting there mediating on the behalf of unbelievers. He's there as our high priest. His death on the cross, it is his blood that washes us from our sins. Once we come to him and all believers or we all in redemption, the redemptive work is by the cross. But his session, high priestly role is for us because, watch this, in, I quoted that last week, Hebrews chapter 2 verse 17 talks about how because um, his brothers were flesh and blood, Hebrews therefore Therefore, in all things, he had been made like his, his brethren, that he might be a merciful and a faithful high priest. Let's all say merciful and faithful. Please say it again. Say for the last time. So, why was he made like us? So that he will be a merciful and a faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make propitiation for the sins, you see. So, mercy. When you are guilty, that's when you need mercy. All right. Mercy means that don't let the judgment that I deserve come to me. So when you are guilty, that's when you need mercy. So to, to, uh, to make propitiation for the sins of 
the people. Hallelujah. So now, when we hear the word faithful, it reminds me of First John chapter one, verse nine. First John chapter one, verse nine. It's a very interesting text. Let's all read it out loud from the screen. Let's go. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all our own right. Did you see that? So the faithfulness appears there again. Now, this is talking about God's faithfulness. We have a faithful high priest who is mediating in the presence of a faithful God. Now, faithful high priest, because he is a, is an, is a deal that if you are in him, he represents you. And if you are in Christ, his righteousness is what he gives you his righteousness. So when, did you see that in the last, the, what we just read? And the blood of Christ, the blood, First John chapter 1, again, verse 9, and Bible talks about, uh, is, forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He gave us his righteousness, but because of our sin, every now and then, watch this, because of our sin, unrighteousness comes on us, but you can't go before God with unrighteousness. So he sits there as a faithful high priest, knowing where we are. Knowing he's been where we are before. He's able to mediate. He has, first of all, he has mercy. When you look at the way you are struggling, yet you just want to walk with God. He has mercy on you. And when you come to him that, I, I don't want this. Forgive me for my sin. When you turn your back again against your sin, he's merciful and he's faithful to the fact that, listen, he lived where we live. He paid for our sins and he's able to meet uh, God on our behalf before God and ask God for forgiveness. And God is faithful because Jesus has paid for it. You can't say I'm holding. Now, faithful and just. If he says that I hold it against you, it's unjust because it has already been paid. So he's faithful and look at it. Put it back on the screen. First John chapter 1 verse 9. He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Go to the next verse. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and the word is not enough. Go to the next verse quickly. Now, you see that. The next verse says that, my little children, these things I've written to you so that you may not sin. Sin is not an option. You don't have to sin. You can Based on the word you look into. He said, your word have I hid in my heart so that I might not sin against you. Psalm 119 verse 11. So the word in your heart, does, that is what empowers you not to sin. Not your mental, just your mental decision. If you decide you won't sin and there's no word in your heart, boy, Psalm 119 verse 11 says, your word have I hid in my heart so I might not sin against you. Now, watch this. He said, First uh, John chapter 2, verse 1, he said, I've written these things to you so that you may, you see, why is the word to us? So that we may not sin. So you can live a wordful life and sinless life. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Some people don't believe it. Your wordfulness is what empowers you to live sinlessly. So he said, I've written these things to you so that you may not sin. Then he went on to, so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate. That's the same word as a mediator. That's the same word that translates that. It's the same meaning as a, a, a high priest, someone who intercedes on our behalf. So it says that if we sin, we have an advocate. Where is he? He's with the Father already. He's gone ahead of us. He is there. He is there. Bible talks about how he has gone behind the veil. That our forerunner, he's entered the Hebrews chapter 6 from somewhere, I think verse 18, 19. It talks about how our forerunner, Christ Jesus, has gone behind the veil. In other words, talking about the holies of holies, where actual atonement is made. He, did, he as our high priest, did not enter 
the, the, the tabernacle made with hands, but he entered the original, the heavenly tabernacle, where the holies of holies is. He's gone there doing what? Interceding. And I like how Hebrew says, he went there with his own blood. I like that one. He was sinless. The, the, in the Old Testament, the high priest will have to, first of all, go before the, um, the holies of holies once a year with the blood of animals and uh, with the blood of animals to first of all make intercession for his own sins, number one. Then when he's finished, then he can make intercession for you. Now, if he goes there and he has sinned, all right, if he goes there and he hasn't sorted out his sin, he would, he won't come back. Our, our high priest didn't go there with sin. He went there as a sinless being. He went there with sinless blood his own blood, I like that. He went there with, with his own blood to make atonement. Look at Hebrews chapter 10, verse, verse 1, 2, and 3. I want to show you something, then we can move on. Hebrews chapter 10, someone is blessed. Being in Christ is the best thing that can ever happen to you. Yeah. As I thought, for the law, having a shadow of, things, uh, of the good things to come, and not the very image of the things, can never, with the same sacrifices which they offer continually, year by year, make those who approach perfect for then would they not have ceased to be offered for the worshippers once purified will have no more conscience of sin consciousness of sins but in those sacrifices there is a reminder of sins every year for it is not possible that the blood of the blood of bulls and goats could take away sins therefore when he came into the world then Jesus uh, that's talking about Jesus he says sacrifices um and offerings you did not, you did not desire. But then it goes on to talk about but a, a body you have prepared for me. So the blood of bulls and goats couldn't do the job. And Bible talks about, particularly in the verse 1, it says that the law is a shadow of things to come. It's a shadow. It's not a reality. Okay. So Jesus Christ entered into the heavenly tabernacle with his own blood. He entered into the real tabernacle. Say the real tra- tabernacle. Let's look at Hebrews chapter uh, 7. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 20, downward. Inasmuch as he was not made perfect without an oath, for, for they have become priests without an oath, by he with an oath, by him who said to him, The Lord has sworn and will not relent. You are a priest forever according to the order of, order of Melchizedek. By so much more, Jesus had, be, had become a surety of a better covenant. Verse 23. Also, there were many priests because they were prevented by death from continuing. Why, why did we have so many priests under the Old Testament? Why? Why? Because they are human beings who die. So they died, and then when they died, successor has to take over. Someone else has to, they have to appoint someone else. That's why we have so many prime ministers so far, so many presidents, that we will not have only one queen or one king. Because someone will have, no one will live permanently. So in the same way, the high priests, uh, they, are, they, were not, they could not continue because of death. Um, they could not continue because of death. All right, so bear, bear that in mind. By he, <laughs> verse 24, this is where it's get, it gets very exciting. But he, let's say but he. Because he continues, they are talking about Jesus. Because Jesus continues forever, has an unchangeable priesthood. I like that. But Jesus, because he continues forever, because Jesus, his reign or his, 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 his high priestly office 
is not temporal. It's not, it cannot be casual because why? Because he, he ever liveth. He continues forever. Because Jesus continues forever, he has an unchangeable priesthood. <laughs> Hallelujah. <Amen. laughs> I like that. Our king, our high priest, has an unchangeable priesthood. In other words, he doesn't have to change. He has been the same yesterday. He will be the same today and forever. Shout amen. amen. Be- why? Because he continues for- forever. Then, then goes to verse 25. He said, therefore, verse 24 says, verse 25 says, therefore, because he has, watch this, because he has an unchangeable priesthood, therefore he is also, based on the fact that his priesthood is unchangeable, right? You see when you see that therefore, is uh, linking what he has just said. On the basis of the fact that he has an unchangeable priesthood, because of that fact, he is also, based on the fact that he has an unchangeable priesthood, he is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him. Someone is fully saved. Someone is fully saved. He is also able to save to the uttermost. He is able, some translation put it there, he is able to save completely. He is able to save completely. Utterly, he's, uh, he's, he's, uh, to the uttermost, those who come to God through him. Why? Since he always, watch that, you see? Not just lives, he always lives for a purpose. For what? So when we talk about our high priest, he's in session, seated at the right hand of God. He's, he's always there with one assignment. Making intercession on our behalf. Making intercession on your behalf. Speaking on your behalf. Speaking, uh, uh, asking for mercy on your behalf. Being faithful to the task. That's why he, he had to come and live where we live. He has to come and live the life we live so, live so that he can be faithful to the task of interceding on our behalf constantly. So his job had not finished, well, didn't just finish on the cross. His, his earthly human living had to finish on the cross and then Resurrection, some everything else. But then now that he has finished on the cross, he had to go into session. Sit, first of all, sit as king. All power on heaven and earth is given unto me. Therefore, he said we should go. So we are, set, we are in session with him. And not just that, on our behalf, he is seated there interceding for us. Interceding. Interceding. Not, not just because of our sins, but interceding for whatever we deserve. Whatever God has purposed, whatever God has planned for us. Why God? See, there's a reason why God brought you on earth. Sometimes you make mistakes and miss it. There is an intercessor up there for you. Someone is interceding for you. I said someone is interceding for you. Maybe, maybe your family tree or your family background doesn't help you. It's like there's a family malady that is running through your bloodline that makes people not fulfill their destiny. The devil is a liar. Now you have a high priest. Amen. You have a high priest. Amen. If you are not born again, that means you, you, there's no guarantee about your, of your future. But once you are born again, there is a high priest interceding on your behalf. Shout yes! yes. This is what should make you know. That is why, watch, this is interesting. That is why he could tell us, let us therefore come boldly. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16. Let us therefore come boldly before the throne of grace. Why? Because we have a high priest. Actually, he said it in the verse 14. 
Verse 14, look at verse 14. He said, For, verse 14 of people, he said, Seeing that we have a great, uh, a great high priest who has passed through the heaven, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. Then he talks a little bit about the high priest. For we don't, we don't, we don't have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our, uh, uh, who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but at all points was tempted like yet without sin. Then he went on to say, so you can link verse 14 and verse 16. All right, says that, um, since the, verse 14 again, let me show you something, verse 14. See, we have a great high priest, let us hope far to our conf- confession, all right? Then verse 16 said, let us come boldly, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. Yeah. So that any time it comes to getting to God, you don't have a problem. I said something earlier on, because we have a high priest on the right hand of God on our behalf, there's no problem between us and God that cannot be so- sorted. There's no problem. And the biggest problem between man and God is sin, the sin problem. So there's no problem. The Bible says that to offer sacrifice or make intercession on our behalf for our sins, someone is blessed. Someone is blessed. And the Bible says that without, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. So Jesus Christ sits at the right hand of God and always presents his blood. In fact, uh, I like this. In Revelation, I think Revelation chapter 4, it talks about, then I saw in the midst of the throne a lamb as has just been slain. How long ago was the, was, was the lamb slain? How long ago? Physically, physically, humanly speaking, the lamb was slain 2,000 years ago on the cross. Okay? But the Bible says that the lamb of God, uh, he was slain at the foundation of the earth. Now, if you, if you, if you cut or kill a lamb, it doesn't continue bleeding forever. Revelation chapter 5 verse 6. And, and I look and behold, in, and in the midst of the throne and of the four, uh, the four living creatures and in the midst of the 20 uh, the, uh, of the elders stood a lamb as though it had been slain. Although when you read the Greek, it talks about, it's like, the, it's still bleeding. The blood is fresh. The blood of Christ is eternally fresh. He was slain once, but the blood is still fresh. As he sits on the right hand of God, do you know what? He's interceding with his blood. The blood is always fresh, always fresh. That's what Bible talks about. The blood of Abel, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 23 or 22 and 23. The blood of uh, the, the Jesus Christ's blood, and we have come before the blood of sprinkle. That speaks. The blood speaks. Continues to speak. Hebrews chapter 12 speaks better things than the blood of Abel. The blood of Christ, the blood of sprinkle, that speaks better things because it's always speaking. The blood is fresh. That is why as he sits on the throne, as he sits uh, on the right hand of, of the Father, he's interceding for us with his own blood, which is still speaking. The blood is speaking for you, my sister. The blood is speaking for you, my brother. The blood is speaking for someone. Shout hallelujah. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Why? Because there's a blood speaking for you. There's a blood. It will silence the voice of your sickness. It will silence the voice of your past issues. It will silence the voice of your accusers. And guess what? I like this. The blood is speaking on your behalf. To who? To God who can do something about your problem. Shout yes. Shout hallelujah. It's not everyone who can do something about your problem. The only one who it will take for your story to change, the blood, the blood is speaking to that person on your behalf. That is what it means. 
when we have a high priest. So he ascended into heaven and he sit. Verse, what, what, we ended on verse 25. Therefore, he's also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him. Since he always lives to make intercession for them. Look at verse 26. For, for such a high priest is fitting for us. <laughs> Do you see that? Such a high priest is fitting for us. Who is holy, harmless, undefined, separated from sinners, and has become higher than the come on, shut up. Shut hallelujah. <laughs> he said, when, when, when we look at you, such a high priest is fitting for you. Amen. <laughs> such a high priest is fitting for her ass. It's not an ordinary high priest. You know, there's not a normal high priest. That's why he said, such a high priest. He says, he's holy. He's blameless. He's, you know, he said, for, for he's holy, he's, I like that, harmless. Harmless, undefiled, separated. He's not in our class. Even though he's from within us, from among us, he's not in our class. Separated from sinners, no human beings, but sinners. Separated from sinners. And become higher than the heavens. Look at verse 27. Who does not, yakatakataka, who does not need daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifice? First for his own sins and then for the people's. For this he did once for all when he offered himself. In other words, every time they have to slaughter a lamb, every time, so that if every has to do it every year, that means that he has to die again. But because his, his blood is eternally fresh, he died once and the blood is speaking forever. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Because the blood of bulls and goats dried up. Then you have to need, you need a new one. But he did once. Look at verse 28. For the Lord appoints as high priests men who have weaknesses. Hey. <laughs> the Lord appoints as high priests men who have weaknesses. But the word of, of the oath. You remember we started by the oath. When he saw that you are high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek, Psalm 110, verse 4 downwards, he says that for the law appoints as high priest men who have weakness, but the word of oath, the law appoints as high priest men who have weaknesses, but the word of oath, which came after the law, appoints the son who has been perfect forever. Amen. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. The, the, the word of oath appoints the son. The son has been appointed, all right? The son has been appointed, and who, what, what, kind of, what, what, what kind of office does he, he have? The word of oath came after the law, appoints the son who, who has been perfected forever. Perfected means that he has just, whatever he, had, he, he, he is to do is perfect. He's been perfected. That's the best, and it's finished. It's, it's perfected forever. Sometimes when you read it, uh, the New Testament, you come up with the word perfect. It means maturation, full in completion. So everything that, watch this, everything that requires, is required by, oh, I like this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So why don't you just say it? I'm about to say it. I'm just waiting. <laughs> everything that is required by the justice of God Everything that is required by the holiness, the highest standard of God, is His holy standard, which no creature can meet. No creature can meet the standard of God. So the standard of God is so high, and its demands are so high. Christ. 
came and met it in perfection, fully and completely. So he has been perfected forever. He has met it. So can you imagine a man has been able to meet the highest standard of God? And he's such a man. Remember Hebrews chapter, chapter 7 verse 26. He said, we have such a high priest. That it is such a high priest that is fitting for us. He has been perfected forever. A man like you and I, he's met the highest standard of God and now has gone into session, seated at the right hand of God, interceding for us. So when the Apostles' Creed say that um, um, he ascended into heaven and seated at the right hand of God, it is, it, it is loaded with theological significance. It's loaded, seated at the right hand of God, the Father. Far about principalities that are talking about dominion and power. Right hand of God, not talking about our, uh, uh, for our sake. Seated there, interceding. That is why you get to heaven and you'll be, you'll be very happy. Because in heaven, as long as he's there, and as long as you and I can confess our sins, there's no record of sin against you. Someone shout hallelujah. So when the devil shows you your past, show him his future. <laughs> Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Uh, let me finish this quickly. The Apostles' Creed says that he descended into hell. The third day raised again from there. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. All right. Then he says, from thence he shall come to judge the living and the dead. He's coming. Amen. He's coming. Amen. I said he's coming back again. Christ is coming again. Yeah. This time he's not coming as a lamb. He's coming as a ruling lion. He's coming as a king. And guess what? So our, our, our seated, our ascended Jesus is a king, is high priest, and he's coming as a judge. Judge of the whole earth. Daniel saw it years ago. Daniel chapter 7 verse 13. Daniel saw it. And Daniel said, he said, I was watching in the night visions. And behold, one like the son of man, coming with the clouds of heaven. He came to the ancient of days and they brought him near before him. He said, I saw him coming. Tell someone he's coming back again. I want to talk about how in an instant we'll be changed and we'll see him. He's coming back again. He's coming back again. Jesus himself said it in Mark chapter 13 verse 26. Mark, let's do some scriptures quickly. Mark chapter 13 verse 26 says that then they will see the son of man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. Watch this. The first time when he was coming, he came as babe. He came on, uh, let me put this, all right, for just, just for your understanding, okay? He came on a Christmas day. But his second coming, he's coming in power and glory. Even the food in your mouth will fall out. <laughs> Shout hallelujah. He, the first time, he, in his first coming, he came gently to the extent that many people, it took a, a desire and a heart for God to know he had arrived. He came, but this time he said, all eyes will see him. He's coming in power and glory. Now, in Acts chapter 1 verse 11, when after he ascended on high and the disciples were sitting there and were concerned, and 
Bible talks about angels. Read from verse 10. From verse 10 talks about, while they looked st steadfastly towards heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, talking about their angels, who said, men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. He's going to come back. He's coming back. Watch this. This is the Christian doctrine. Do you believe this? Paul, Paul said, Paul said in Second Corinthians, sorry, Second, Second Timothy chapter four, verse seven. I think you should like this because I do. Let's <laughs> read it, Allah. Let's go. What a good fight! I finished the race. Go to the next verse eight. That's the way I want. Let's go. Finally. There's laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous, the Lord what? The, the Lord what? The if you haven't done your part, he won't give you your part. He's righteous. When it comes to judgment, he's righteous. Everyone will be rewarded according to what you have done. So if I were you, this church thing, I will take it a bit more serious. Because there's a, there's, there, there is a payday coming. Ah, why do I wake up in the morning so early and it looks so foggy and I'm going to church just to go and sing or just to go and play or just to go and usher? Ah, why? What kind of church life is this? That is the kind of church life God is going to watch to re determine your reward. He says the righteous judge. He's righteous. If you... Ah, is it that scripture you quoted the other time? Okay, some worked in the morning, some came in the afternoon, some came in the evening, they were all giving the same pay. No, check it very well. That is talking about salvation. Doesn't matter what time you entered, we all get the same blood. Doesn't matter what time, whether you were born again when you were 13, or whether, and so you are making a lot of noise, me, ask for me, I've never done this, I've never done this, or whether you were born again when you were 18, or whether you were born again when you were 26, or whether you were born again when you were 48, or whether you were born again when you were 63, or when you are 92, after your, all your life, is now, what, tell me, when you are 84, you are now born again. What kind of strength would you get to be able to work hard enough to act? Because the righteous judge will give you according to your works. So those who start early, they have a long time to work harder. Because, no, no, no. Yeah. Because he will reward you according to your labor. No, no, no. We are not saved based on our labor. But we are, hey, yeah. After we are saved, we are rewarded based on our works. Shout hallelujah. So back to the, to the text. Second uh, Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown, uh, a crown of righteousness. A crown of righteousness. Yeah, Someone is going to wear a crown. Ah, I like the I am he, but this one is determined by labor, not by confession. Well, you can confess yourself and labor to back it. All right. Work it out. Work it out. Yeah, we are working it. Work it out. All right. So uh, uh, it says that, crown which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. Watch this. And not only, uh, not me only, but also to all who love what? All who love. Who love. He's going to come back again. He's coming back again. So that Bible says that and if we have this, 1 John chapter 3. 1 John chapter 3, 
Behold, verse 1, behold what manner of love the Father has given unto us, that we should be called the sons of God. All right? That we should be called the children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because the world did not know him. Verse 2, beloved. Now we are the children of God. It has not yet appeared, has not, has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know, we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him. He's going to be revealed. He's coming back. Amen. Jesus is coming back. Amen. Tell someone, Jesus is coming back again. <laughs> and we have to, as Christians, we have to work hard and prepare ourselves for his coming. Jesus said it. Now look at Matthew chapter, let me give you two more scriptures. Matthew chapter 16, verse 27. And then we go to Matthew chapter 24, verse 26, verse 64. Matthew 16, verse 27. For the Son of Man will come in, in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he will reward each according to what? This one. The earlier you begin to secure your reward, the better. Because there's reward coming. I said there's a day of reward coming. Amen. Sister, the, the way you have been gossiping, there's a day of reward coming. <laughs> He's coming to judge and give us reward based on what we have done. Yeah. You have to think about this every day. Have you done enough? Some of us have worked so hard so that our bank account is even telling how hard you have worked. Look at where you are coming from. You work so hard. But how about your heaven's account? How about your heaven's account? We are, we are clamoring for good, good job, struggling for good job, have great pay, work hard for more pay, do everything to the extent that some people literally have this mind, an unconscious mindset that why am I working so hard for church? Who is paying me? Ah! You, maybe you are not a proper Christian. You don't understand Christianity. Check the Bible. They all live. They are, they are poor. Paul said, said, I've finished my course. Therefore, there's laid for me a crown of righteousness. It's waiting for me. What is waiting for you, sister? Bro, work hard for God. Stop eyeing the breakthroughs. Just work for him. Eye the reward. But you know what? He rewards us here, both here and there. But most of us, we use, you see, our work for him as a bait. God, you see the way I'm working for me. So you have to give me a husband. That's why he may wait. He, ha- he will wait. He will wait. God, you see the way I'm working for you. That's why you have to give me a car. He will wait. Because he, he, he wants you to want him more than the car. When you want him more than the car, when you want him more than the wife, when you want him more than the husband, then he gives you the kind of car you don't deserve. Because he knows that it won't take your attention from him. But he knows, there are some of us, we think we, are de- we, are, we deserve certain things and we are ready. But God knows we are not ready because that thing will steal our hearts from him. You have to be heaven consciousness, reward consciousness, because he's coming back. Matthew chapter 26, verse um, 64. Matthew 26, 64. Jesus said to, to, Jesus said to him, it is as you said, nevertheless, I say to you, hereafter you will see the Son of Man sitting, sitting at the right hand of power and... Not just that, and coming on the clouds of heaven. It's going to come back. Tell someone he's coming back again. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. And I think I will just. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. What does it say? Hey, this one is scary for Christians. So, my fellow believers, for we. Let's all read it out loud. Let's go. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that each one may receive the things done in his body according to what he has done. Did you, did you see that? Did you see that? 
After you are born again, what you do matters. You will receive. He said, we, are all, we got all. How many of us are going to appear before the judgment seat? Put it back on the screen. For we must. It's a must. We must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. That each one may receive the things done in the body. Not in the spirit. In the body. Oh, God knows my heart. God knows my heart. You'll be rewarded based on what you have done in the body. Not what you have done in your heart. <laughs> oh, God, you know my heart. You know my heart. No, we'll be rewarded based on what you have done in your body. After you are born, no, this is not before you go. After you are born again, you'll make it to heaven, but judgment is coming. And after the judgment, there is reward. Because Jesus is coming. That is, that, is, that is the Christian confession. That he seated at the right hand of God. And from thence he shall come to judge the living and the dead. From going to Revelation, the Bible said, I saw a great white throne. And the dead, the sea, people who were dead were given up by the sea. And they came out of the grave to be judged before the He's coming. Oh. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming back. And this is the Christian confession. So we live not just because we have a high priest, but we also live with the sense of agency that he's coming back. When you are serving in any department in church, if you are not serving in any department in church, I'm really concerned about you because guess what? All your living, what can you go and tell God you did? I raised children? No. I, I had certificates? No. I was any a lot? No. That's not what God is going to reward us based on. Check your Bible. He's only going to reward us based on the work he left us to do. The work of the kingdom. So, sister, if you are serving, just serve as though you are serving God. You see what I've discovered? All those who serve God faithfully, actually, Bible says that you shall serve the Lord your God, and he'll bless your food and your drink. It's here, here on earth. The blessings start, but guess what? As you are enjoying blessings on earth, rewards are waiting for you in heaven. So, hallelujah. We thank God for using his servant, Reverend Dr. David Entry, to share this awesome word. If this message has blessed you in any way, please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen at carries.org. Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and Twitter for regular updates on what God is doing here at Caris Ministries. Stay blessed.